BeastNet podcast, sponsored in part by James Safety Services, OCR Buddy, and supported by the fitness community. Here we discuss all things fitness-related, running, rucking, mental health and preparedness, and of course, obstacle course racing. Welcome to the BeastNet. Hey, everybody out there in BeastNet land. Hammer here, bringing you more BeastNet. In an effort to promote more local races and events, we've been reaching out to various race coordinators, team members, and ambassadors from around the country to get to know more about them and their local events. So joining us this evening is youth coach, personal trainer, member of OCR Addicts, and ambassador for Phoenix Race, Victoria Phillips. Good evening, Victoria. How are you? Hey, how are you? I am fantastic. I'm loving this 42-degree weather. Oh, man. You can love that all on your own, my friend. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I bet, I bet it's nice and warm and cozy down there on the East Coast. Oh, no. I mean, we're like in the middle, so it's still cold here. We just don't get the snow. Oh, okay. we just get to We just get to be cold. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that's that's too bad. Like cold without snow. I just can't. Uh, no, that's not that's not ideal. It really me. robs you of the snow fun for sure. So we OCR, OCR it up instead. Hey, there you go. Got to do do what you can to stay warm, right? Yeah, definitely. Awesome. So tell us a little bit about Victoria, a.k.a. Coach V, and uh, what got you into the lovely world of OCR and led up to you becoming a member of OCR Addicts? Uh, well, I did actually did my first race in 2019, and I did it with my daughter, and she was nine years old at the time, and uh, she did a kid's race at Spartan, and she was like, Mom, that was too easy, and it was like, oh, Yeah. <laughs> let's find something that's not too easy for you. So we trained her a lot. And then I just found that I had a passion for teaching OCR. I was already doing kids camps. So I was doing different types of sports camps during school breaks uh, locally here in Chattanooga and also for Ringgold, Georgia. Uh, So it just translated really easily for me to go from coaching kids and more of like a sports specific and or speed and agility, strength and conditioning aspect, and translating it into obstacle course racing, which there's so much more grip strength that's involved. And there's a lot of strategy that goes into the harder obstacles as well. So I was really excited to have a new challenge and try something out new with the kids. And I love it. And I'm still coaching it. So it's pretty great. Awesome. Before we get into Phoenix race itself, I wanted to ask, was there a particular motivation to become an ambassador or was it just the natural like desire to promote fun, challenging and worthwhile ways of life? Yeah, I would say it's a little bit of both. So uh, my very first race back in 2019, I was instantly addicted to doing obstacle course racing. And I, I personally know Julie Wolf and Jason Fye, which are the founders of the Phoenix race brand. And I really wanted to support them and get this new brand all over the country and let people know that there are other types of brands other than the standard big wig, Spartan, Savage race. We've got some really fun family oriented races to offer them too. And it's more cost effective. What for you is most enjoyable about being an ambassador for such an event? And what is the most challenging about it? I would say those are probably one in the same. So the most enjoyable part of being an ambassador is getting to promote something that's brand new. But that's also the most challenging part as well, because people just don't know the name yet. So we really have the challenge in front of us of getting our name out there. 
And because it's a family oriented race and a family oriented brand, I believe that we have a great marketing ability to get out there and get families interacting together, get them off of technology. So most fun and most challenging, same thing. Yeah. When, it's funny because when I came up with that question, I was like, you know, I, I bet I would put money on it that she's going to say they're the same. Because <laughs> I mean, and that's it usually is. the it way, is. and that's usually the way we are, especially those of us that are really addicted and really into OCR. Is the fun part is the challenge, and um, overcoming that challenge is is inherently it's probably one of the most rewarding things aside from having kids. Um, so, and it's like the motto for obstacle course racing oh, yeah, is to yeah, literally basically. overcome obstacles. Exactly. Um, so overcoming obstacles and all that, we're talking about Phoenix race. What is Phoenix race? So Phoenix race is an OCR brand. So it is going to be incorporated with different mileage. So you might see a 5k, um, which is three miles and it may go up to seven or eight miles. Um, we also have some plans to do other types of things that doesn't involve just the obstacle course race itself, but also have trail runs. Uh, and that's generally a longer distance. So you're not experiencing any obstacles there, but you are running the trails and getting the distance. So two different types of things, but it's all inclusive into the same brand. There's also different types of heats that are into the Phoenix race. So we have competitive heat. We have an open heat, which is where you can run with your children or you can run with your friends, play on the obstacles. And then we also have the kids race as well. So it's dynamic in a way that we offer a lot to everybody. So no one feels left out. Everyone has the capability to participate in these races. Okay. Awesome. What would you say sets your event apart from others? And I know you, you touched on um, some of the family stuff and, and allowing the open heats to, you know, just kind of get familiar with obstacles and play on them and stuff like that. Um, but what would you say set yours, uh, sets your event apart from others? I think that having the family orientation is one of the biggest aspects that sets us apart. Most of the races don't allow you to run with your children at a younger age. So we actually allow children 10 years old and up to run with their family on the adult race and then 14 and up can run on their own. Oh, wow. uh, a lot of these larger name races just don't allow that. You have to be 13, 14 years old to be on the adult race period. So the simple fact that we offer that opportunity to families really sets us apart because we focus on family togetherness and the family overcoming obstacles together. Okay. Also, we're going to have multiple different locations and you'll see different types of obstacles at each location. So it's not just a standard. Each race that you go to is going to be a cookie cutter uh phase of obstacles we're going to have different types of obstacles that fit the terrain oh wow yeah because i know a lot of the the like the bigger name ones you know they all have the same obstacles throughout their events it's usually just a different course with all the same obstacles right um, so and i mean of course you're going to see some that are repeated yeah um but there's oh, yeah, definitely yeah, going to be fine. different stuff at every venue yeah i like i like that you guys are changing it up depending on what fits the venue and, and kind of tailoring it to that environment. To me, that actually is, is pretty neat because 
you know, most of us go to these big name events, you know, like you said, Spartan Savage, Tough Mudder, uh, Terrain, any of these other ones, and they pretty much have the same exact thing other than whatever the course is on. Um, So that's, that's you already know what to expect. Exactly. You can train for, you can train for a Spartan event all year round just because you already know what obstacles are going to be there. Yeah. Our, uh, our master builder, Jason Phi loves to people, keep people guessing and, uh, you never know what that guy's going to come up with. So <laughs> even I will be surprised as to what we see on the course. That's awesome. It's nice to shake things up and actually do something, you know, that's, that's original. And now a word from our sponsors. Does your business need first aid, AED, OSHA, flagging, or other safety training? James Safety Services is your one-stop shop. Find them on Facebook today at James Safety Services WA and ask for a quote on hosting your training needs. And we're back. Is there anything in particular uh, that you would like your participants or attendees to take away from the event other than your really cool uh, finisher shirts? Because those things are awesome. Oh, my goodness. Did you get to see our finishers? Yes, finisher I did. Shirts? Those things oh are amazing. Best looking finisher you shirt I've ever seen. I haven't got to check out them. I'm telling you, click on our link. Go check it out. Have you seen the medal as well? I have not actually seen the medal. I've seen the finisher shirts, but not the medal. The metal is equally as awesome and it's finished glass too. So it's a, it's oh, a wow. legit metal. It's not flimsy and something you're just going to toss on the side. Yeah. It's definitely something you're going to want to put up on the wall or on your metal hanger. There you go. Um, for those of you who guys interested in participating in Phoenix race, you can find their information on Facebook and at Phoenix race OCR. Um, we also provide links in our uh, episode description. So if you want to see the finisher shirts, check out the medals and stuff like that, you can, uh, you can definitely check those out. So Victoria, what would you say to someone who's on the fence about attending one of your events? I think that's pretty common. We, we see that often in children and we also see it in adults too. Uh, a lot of people think, you know, I'm not in enough shape. I need to train for it. I just don't know. And the great thing about it is you can just do the open heat And if you don't feel comfortable with doing an obstacle, you can choose to give yourself a penalty like burpees or jumping jacks, or you can just move on to the next next obstacle, be the photographer for your friends and your family. So really don't be intimidated about it. If you're on the fence, just do it. If you're thinking about it, just do it. Go for it. Go with a group of friends. Go with your family. Everyone is going to help each other. And you always make friends at every single obstacle event that you go to, I'm sure you've experienced that yourself. You always Absolutely. walk away with like five people's numbers at least because you just, <laughs> yeah. people see you on the course and if you're struggling or they're struggling, they just go and help. And there's so much encouragement and so much love. I mean, it's obstacle course racing is really a family. I know we keep coming back to that, but it's so true. The community is so tight, tight knit and welcoming and everybody belongs. Absolutely. That's a, that's a, a huge staple of, of the conversation, especially within um, BeastNet is just how much community outreach there is, even, even outside of events. Like I've met people at events that I'm still friends with, and we still talk outside of races. Some people I've actually only met one time in person, um, met them at a race. We became friends and we still talk online. Um, you know, we still, you know, talk to each other, you know, through text and it's, it's crazy. Like you become, you meet these new people 
Um, yeah, there's and, just something about getting muddy with people and it just, you know, exactly. it just brings you together. <laughs> exactly. And I mean, it's, it could be anywhere on the course. I mean, it could be an obstacle or it could just be in passing on a trail or something, you know, you yeah. meet somebody, you know, say you're, you've either been, this is horrible to say, but like, if you're racing with a team, cause this has happened to me, if you either take off or your team takes off and you're isolated and then you say you're having a hard time and you get somebody that comes up in the trail and decides, Hey, I'm going to stick with this guy. He looks like he's having a little bit of trouble or, yeah. you know, and it's just this encouragement and encouragement. And you just, you keep talking, you keep having conversation. And before you know it, by the time uh, you finish the race next to them, you're, you have already made a new friend. And then you guys, you go and sit down and, you know, cool off after the race and you talk, then you exchange numbers, emails, Facebook profiles, whatever. And then it just becomes this like lifelong thing. And and then you, you start, I guess you start coordinating with them to go to more events. And, and that's happened plenty of times for yeah. me. And, yeah. and it just, it serves to further build that community. And then, you know, you bring somebody along that's never done one before they meet them. And then you have a bigger group of friends. It's just, it's crazy. I know it's great. The same thing has <laughs> happened to me. Um, when I almost always pick up people along the way somewhere. <laughs> yeah. For those of you guys listening that uh, are interested in participating, you can enter Phoenix race through the links provided on their Facebook page, uh, Phoenix race OCR, or by clicking on the links provided in the episode description. They have numerous events uh, at various locations this year. Uh, the next of which is in Meridian, Mississippi on April 17th. Uh, Victoria, kind of give us an idea of the events that you guys have scheduled this year. Yeah, so we so far we've got four that are scheduled for the year. Uh, we're working on getting some more. We've been talking to some venues around the nation. Um, so like you said, our first one is going to be in April in Meridian, Mississippi. And then our second one is going to be on May the 2nd in Crandall, Georgia. Then on June the 12th in Rock Spring, Georgia. And then finally on September 18th in Chattanooga, Tennessee, which is my hometown. <laughs> and those are all that we have scheduled at the moment, but definitely stay tuned. We're planning on uh, booking some more very soon. Um, as far as pricing goes for the adult race, it's $79 per adult. Uh, if you do have a child that's going to be running the adult race with you, with you, they will also be at that price. And then the children's race is going to be $39. And once again, that is going to be 10 and under for the kids race. 10 and up, sorry, 10 to 13 is going to be children with their parents or with, in a group. Uh, for instance, my kids will run as an OCRX junior group and we'll go together. So if Parents don't want to run with their kids, but the kids want to participate. They're more than welcome to join us with OCR addicts. Um, and then the adults are the $79. However, I have a very special offer. Being an ambassador, I have the opportunity to offer a 25% discount for anyone that wants to sign up. The discount code is my name, Victoria, with a capital V. So go and get signed up with my code. It helps me and it'll help you save some money. Awesome. Well, there you have it. You get a sweet discount code, 25% off. You know, you can attend. It makes a um, difference, man. That's a good discount. Exactly. I mean, most most ones don't, I don't think even give you 25% off. Yeah. I think most Not of them to are mention, like, the adult race is only 79. Yeah. And exactly. when you go to those bigger races, you know, you're looking at 
100, yep. Yep. 150, maybe even closer to 200, depending on what you're doing. Exactly. I mean, I've, I've paid upwards of $170 for a race. Oh, and easily. That's, yeah. And that's, I mean, not to say that it's ridiculous because I I'll pay it. I enjoy it. You know, yeah, it's I, fun. I think, I think that people are getting a good quality race and having a fun time. I mean, for $79 that's, and even with a discount code, 25% off. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely a great deal. Exactly. And also great. The other great thing about that too, uh, I should have mentioned this about what makes us different from the other races is that if we do have to cancel for any reason, you will get a free refund and you'll also be able to pass on your ticket to a different race if you want to. Okay. Awesome. So we do guarantee that to everyone that purchases a ticket. Uh, for instance, I don't want to say the word. It's like the word that's not mentioned anymore, but it's it's COVID. So if we have to cancel <laughs> because of COVID or other reasons, <laughs> you'll definitely get your money back or you can yeah. pass on to another race. We always guarantee that. That's actually a heck of a guarantee right there. Yes, it is. Do you have any like professional, promotional, personal shout outs that you'd like to give out? Ooh, that's a good question. This list might be a little long. I might but have hey. to like... I got might, might have to condense this a little bit. Of course, first and foremost, I got to shout out the two founders once again. So you remember their name, Julie Wolf and Jason Phi, wonderful race directors. They're putting their heart and soul into this and really making it their all and their best. Uh, to all of our other ambassadors, people are going to use my discount code. <laughs> <laughs> And then, of course, I also got to give a shout out to my OCR Addicts kids. They're awesome. They're in here training every single week, twice a week even. And they're so excited for their next race. They're going to go out there and, and kick some butt. There you go. Um, I also kind of wanted to ask you, I should have asked you this earlier, but it, it just now crossed my mind because I didn't have it in my in my notes. But what do you have like a particular memory that stands out in any of these races or any of your OCR that is your absolute favorite? Oh, yes. That's an easy question. I figured it would be. It happened in multiple different instances, but my absolute favorite thing to see is children helping children without being told. It's not, hey, <laughs> that's the stipulation. Go help so and so get over the wall. They just take it on themselves. Like some of the faster ones may want to bolt off and finish the race really fast, but they always come back. And check on their friends and make sure that their friends are getting through it. They're always standing next to each other, clapping and cheering each other on. And it just uh, just, just makes my little heart melt. Yeah. It's so awesome. Yeah. I mean, it's like in a nutshell, it's kind of like teaching them how we we would want to teach them. But, you know, to respect others and to help others. Um, and in and a without sense, being asked, either. Yeah, exactly. you know, it just it just purely comes from the goodness of their heart and just wanting to be a good person yeah. and, and wanting other people to succeed life, you know? Yeah, exactly. And, you know, I, I can't say that I've ever seen that at a race mainly, mainly because, you know, I'm in the adult wave and, you know, you, I don't really race alongside children most of the time. And if I do, they're probably faster than me. Um, <laughs> Factual. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm part of the, uh, I'm part of the tortoise club. Um, running, <laughs> my daughter smokes and, me, man. <laughs> oh yeah. Kids, man, they're so resilient. I'm uh I'm part of the tortoise club. That's what I like to call it. Um, <laughs> where it's slow and steady wins it. You know, I don't have, I don't have the greatest speed. Um, 
what's weird for me is that i don't know if this is other people but like the first one or two miles is like gruesome on my feet and my shins and stuff after that i just don't even care i'm like i don't even i can't even feel my legs past my knees yeah right (laughs) so um grip strength yeah uh, that's that's a big no for me um my my strong suit is like moving lots of weight atlas balls anything like that pushing pushing an object um i have i'm I'm all about picking up heavy stuff and putting it down yeah there you go it's a good life uh, man (laughs) yeah it is i I love it i mean there's that's pretty much the biggest reason i used to lift when i was when i was younger in college you know it was just who can lift more and it was always this challenge to push more and 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 to be stronger than your friend or whoever you know yeah and um and that's That's a guy thing well yeah (laughs) um you know, and it's, it's funny because I get out on some of these courses and I already know that, um, like, like pretty Mike, he's, he's one of the other, um, BeastNet hosts and he congrats to him by the way, cause during 2020, he actually made it his goal since there was a, obviously a lot of free time, yeah. um, with the word that we won't, we won't say <laughs> he, <laughs> he actually, yeah, he actually dropped a hundred pounds and wow. yeah, that's, he that's is, phenomenal. Congratulations. Yeah, he is by far like because we used to go out running with him. And no offense to Mike, there were times where it was like I would go out on a race with Mike, or we would go out just for a walk, or um, you know, even just to get some exercise. And you know, no offense to Mike, he would always wear jeans and he would always wear like you know, really, really <laughs> crappy shoes. Yeah, and and he'd always like he'd always like super like super heavy breathing. And I, and I always just remember going, man, like, I think we're going to kill Mike one of these days. Like, I think he's just going to like, he's going to quit coming to these because he's just going to stop. Like, he doesn't want to be tortured. And then 2020 hits, this guy takes off like a bat out of hell, drops a hundred pounds. This dude's running like half marathons almost every day. Seriously. I'm looking, yeah. I look at his Facebook and like Stravia or Strava, whatever Strava. I always call it Stravia. Anyway, Strava. And he's out running like 13, 14 miles every morning, just consistently. So it was like, we used to kind of like, I would like leave him sometimes on the race. Now he smokes me. And it's like, I don't have, I've never had the endurance. I mean, obviously I can work on it and I am, but running has never been my strong suit. It's always been like the physical heavy lifting um, and I, and I think that's just mainly because I've never really enjoyed running. Like it's never been something I totally that, get that. Yeah. yeah, you know, I I've actually started trying to incorporate that a lot more, not because I, I want to, or not because I like to, but I know that at to. some point I'm going to have to run, you know, I don't know what from or for, but <laughs> at some point I will have to run. And I think a lot of it just has to do with, um, you know, my motivation behind it mainly is I just want to be physically capable of doing what my children are doing. And I want to, I want to incorporate them in some of these events, you know, bring them along. Um, My, my oldest, she's, she's four. I had to think about that for a second because it's too long. You're going to get in trouble with your wife. Yeah. Yeah. Right. (laughs) Exactly. Um, Well, we've got, we've got two, our oldest is four and our youngest is um, she's coming up on 11 months. So but our four-year-old, she is in this phase right now where she wants to climb on everything. She has just outstanding amounts of energy. I don't know where she gets it. 
Do you wish I, you could just like tap into that? Yes, exactly. Like, just I like wish. breathe it in. Like just yeah. give me some of that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Give me some of that energy, kid. Like I'm going to mainline that stuff. And, um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, we put together, um, we put together a bunk bed for her, even though she's the only one sleeping on the bed itself right now. Um, we put that together. And then before you know it, she was climbing on it and like, you know, shimmying across it, almost like Z wall. Oh, that's awesome. Climbing around the corner. And so like, we, uh, we've got a big tractor tire in her backyard that she likes to climb on and balance on. I, at one point across our fire pit with no fire, by the way, um, I, <laughs> oh, I what a, fun is that? <laughs> well, I put a board across it so that she could walk across it and kind of get used to, you know, walking across to like an open space on a narrow yeah. plank, you know, and, and she, she loved it. And to me that, that was kind of cool. Cause I only got my start in OCR a couple of years ago. And like you said, you know, we all fall into it. It becomes addicting and oh, man. I'm first hoping. Race. Yeah, exactly. And my, my first race was horrible. It was like the was worst. It? Yes, it was. Um, no, it, no. But I, I you think, stuck to it, so exactly. But I think you had to enjoy what, it a little bit. I I did, and the reason I say it was was horrible is because, um, and I know listeners have heard this before, but I don't care. We we attended a race. It was a warrior dash, and we it was just kind of an introductory thing. My my brother in law, which is Don, the the manager of the podcast. Um, he I'm, I'm dating his well at the time i was dating his sister who is now my wife and he was like hey i'm doing this this you know obstacle course race if you guys want to come out and maybe have some fun i'm like no i don't want to do that that's horrible <laughs> looking like who wants to go out and off the comfort of their own couch and get muddy and sweaty <laughs> i and, hear that all the time <laughs> and yeah i mean who wants to pay money for that and get out and do it and within like the first mile, I was hooked. I was like, oh, this is amazing. This is so cool. Like I've never enjoyed like nature or the environment like quite like this. And, and I'm actually doing something to challenge myself. Well, um, where it all kind of went downhill for that event was we had kind of like a, um, there was a little pit and you had to walk across or go across the plank and then they're shooting water up at it. So it gets you with this really cold water. And so the planks wet, you're wet, you know, you get past it. Well then right around the corner, after going through some mud, you've got, you've got like these trenches and they're like three or four feet deep. And they're probably about three to four foot wide. And you have to run and just kind of like hop, skip and hop, skip and jump over them. And the very last one has kind of like this, um, almost like a trapeze on it. You know, you just, you hang there and you have to like swing across. So oh, yeah. 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 So the handhold on this thing is literally only as wide as your two hands. So, and it's already wet. It's got mud on it. You've got mud on your hands. So it's already going to yeah. be slippery. Yeah. I was under the impression. I thought these pits were going to be filled with water, but they weren't. <laughs> and so there's, it's all just dug up earth. There's all these rocks filling everything. And they're big rocks too. They're not small, like these big boulders and they're all jagged and everything. It's almost like a survivor race or something. You know, you just have to like, don't fall or you're going to, you know, it'll be the last <laughs> of you. And I grabbed this thing and I swing across and to my amazement, I made it. But as, uh, so it's weighted. And as the apparatus is coming back down, the, the handhold portion of it catches my fingertips and it pulled me backwards. And I went head first into this pit and <laughs> oh yeah. It was, you landed it was on a boulder. Uh, I landed on, yeah, I landed on <laughs> multiple rocks. So, oh, did so you break anything? No, I didn't. 
other than my pride, no. Um, so (laughs) at least that can be mended. (laughs) Right. Exactly. So I kind of had this like spacey moment where like everything blacked out. Um, I, I wasn't out for very long. It was just very temporary. But when I came back, like, all I see is like, I'm in this like shallow grave looking thing. And I'm like, Oh no, what's going on. And like, so I see Don kind of reach over the edge and he reaches over, like reaches in, grabs me to the arm and starts to pull me up. And he's like, are you all right? And I'm like, what the hell's going on? What are we doing? Where am I? He goes, dude, you just, you just fell in a pit. Are you all right? And I'm like, how the hell did I fall in a pit? What am I, what is going on? And then when I came out of the pit, it all like came back. I was like, Oh, I'm doing this obstacle course race. And so concussion after that, uh, you know, honestly, I don't know. That's probably what's wrong with my memory. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, yeah. So we'll say, (laughs) yeah, that's what we'll say. Um, you know, honestly, I couldn't tell you, I don't know if I did or not, because all that mattered to me at that point was I'm going to finish this race. So I got up, got out of the pit. I started, you know, probably about quarter mile down the road or road quarter mile down the trail. I'm like, man, I'm really sweaty back here. And I reached back and there's like tiny little rocks that are sticking out of the back of my head. And like, I had no idea that they were even there. I didn't even feel them. So like, there's just tiny little pebbles that are stuck in the scalp of my, you know, back of my head. And so like, you know, me not thinking, I'm just like, oh, I'm going to pull these things out. And so like, I'm, you know, I'm bleeding and not very much, but it's enough to where like, I can feel it. And I reach back and I'm, I'm like, oh man, I really did some damage here. So um, gnarly. Yeah. And so then afterwards, you know, I, I just to be safe, I kind of went to the first aid tent and they were like, yeah, we'll just, we'll hit you up with a little bit, you know, we'll clean you up, hit you with some peroxide and, you know, clean it off a little bit. And I mean, it was nothing major. It was just, there was no splits or anything. Probably stung worse than the, than yeah, it, on the actually rocks. it, it did. And that's like, yeah, that's, to me, that was the crazy part that the, that, that actually hurt more than falling in the pit. I bet. Um, but I like, I looked back and I was like, I will never do one of these again. And then after like, <laughs> after five minutes of saying that I was like, where can I sign up next? <laughs> yeah. It just, it's that, that's what it is. You know, it's, that's how addictive it's it almost is. kind of like, um, kind of makes you almost feel like a hunter gatherer again. Yeah. You know, like way back when, before technology and yep. civilization, and just kind of takes you back to those. Yeah, roots. it's just yeah, it's like a primal feeling. Nitty gritty. Yeah. That's the word I was looking for. Yeah. Primal. Yeah, it's just a primal feeling. It's to me, it's like you've overcome not only yourself, but you've overcome the land that has provided this challenge in front of you, and it's yeah, uh, it's amazing. That's something like, that I love about it too. So. I'm a country girl, so doing parkour isn't really very available to me. Yeah. <laughs> like parkour over some trees. Yeah. So parkour. that's the opportunity that I get outdoors is yeah. I kind of get to parkour outside in the woods, which is awesome because I would much rather be in the woods than in the city. Exactly. And you get to enjoy the beautiful scenery. Chattanooga's exactly. in the mountains, so you guys definitely need to come down in September. Yeah, I think we could we could probably arrange that. September's far enough out. I might be able to schedule some PTO and go. Yeah. I'm going to have to talk to Don and Mike and get on this. Um, you tell them Victoria said so. <laughs> I and will. And then it's a, it's a done deal after that. Right. And all three of us are going to use the code. <laughs> That's right. Yes. Yes. I have to beat the other ambassadors. There you go. Awesome. Before we wrap up, Victoria, where can we find you on social media? 
Uh, so I'm pretty standard. Uh, Victoria Phillips. My handle is Victory to Fitness. So that's spelled like my name without the A, the number two in fitness. Okay. And I'm awesome. on uh, I'm on Facebook and I'm on Instagram as well. Be forewarned that after May, my last name will no longer be Phillips. It'll be O'Daniel. I'm getting married in May. Ah, congratulations. So I'll, I'll keep it Phillips for a little while. And then you guys are just going to have to find me as O'Daniel. Look, it's it's cool. You can keep it as long as you like, because <laughs> I, I'm going to be honest with you. My, my wife did not change her last name. We've been married since June of 2019. She did not. Thank you. She did not change her last name until late last year, 2020. Oh, she was holding <laughs> yeah. on to it. Yeah, right. She was just, you know, I think a lot of it was just procrastination, but I, you know, um, there's a lot go of to, stuff you got to change. Oh, I know. It, it's such a pain. Um, I would go to the store, you know, like she'd order something to be picked up or whatever and go to the store and I'd be like, yeah, can I, um, I'm here to pick up an order. Last name is Jolliffe. And they're like, yeah, we don't have any orders. Oh, okay. Yeah. Boggs. Okay. <laughs> there. Yeah. That is a pretty that? cool last name. That is yeah. a little hard to, to give up. Mine's yeah. just like a traditional English name going to an Irish name. So it's, you know, it's a pretty easy transition there. Yeah. Mine, everybody always butchers mine because it, it might like, our daughter can't say F. So like anybody that she talks to, they always think it's J O L L I S S rather than F F. <laughs> and it's really not a common last name, especially, well, I wasn't, I'm a transplant here in the Northwest. So um, I am mostly from like central United States. So the Midwest, okay. um, my, my parents, they, they're from Southern Illinois, just outside of like St. Louis, Missouri. And they, that name, our last name is all over that area. And I think we were probably like original settlers in that area. I don't know, but, um, but I mean, there's so many like different, there's companies over there that I, I know I'm personally not related to them like directly. It's probably some like fourth or fifth or sixth cousin removed, but you'll see companies with the last name. You'll see all kinds of stuff in like one particular town, the, the town that my parents grew up in. Um, even if they don't know you individually, they know that last name. And if you go into a, you know, like a supermarket or something and, you know, if they ask you to see ID and they think, Oh, which, uh, who's, whose kid are you? And, you know, they, that name is like synonymous. It could be good or bad. It just depends on your life choices there. Yeah. And I think I would <laughs> say the majority of it is, is good because our, you know, my grandparents, um, on my dad's side are from that part of town. Um, and also my grandfather on my mom's side. Um, so, um, whether it's Coons or Jolliffe, like those names are synonymous with, pretty much everybody there. Everybody knows who they are. You know, you could say, Oh, Hey, I'm, I'm Jerry's grandkid. And I'm like, Oh, okay. Okay. I know Jerry. He's a good guy and all this. And so you could go a long way with my last name in the Midwest, at least. Well, in Southern good, I'm glad you have a good reputation, right? Well, they Make sure yeah. you don't ruin it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying my darndest. Um, but yeah, so to get back on that, she, uh, she didn't change her name for a really long time. And, and I think the, I think the the last one where she realized that she actually needed to change it, not that she really was required, yeah. but she, we went, we went to go pick up another grocery order and she was in the passenger seat and we roll up and I rolled on the window and they're like, uh, all right. Uh, are you Mr. Boggs? And I'm like, yes, yes, I am. <laughs> 
And yes, babe. Yep, I have taken her last name. So then she's like, she's like, wow, I guess I should get that changed. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, I tried to convince my fiance to take my name, you know, hey. in the name of femininity. Yeah. And girl power, you know? Hey, I've actually, he's, so here's, he shot me down pretty quick. <laughs> well, you know, most, most people you won't, you know, most guys, you won't get to change anything. You're, you're not going to change who they are. Um, but uh, I actually, so quick sidebar, I actually um, officiated a wedding in Oklahoma, probably 2015, I think 2014, 2015. What don't you do? Run. <laughs> that was a good answer. Um, uh <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, so I officiated a wedding and, uh, they, they actually combined their last name into one and it was like, so they like, they took half of the, the one last name and half of the other last name and then spliced them together. And it was like the weirdest thing. And I, I could be Olips. Right. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Our, we always joke and I always say Jollabogs, but, um, or oh, that's ja- funny. Or that sounds like a Star Wars name. Yeah. Or jaw logs or something like that. But um, it was so funny because I actually had to, at their request, I actually had to say when I, when I pronounced them, I had to say their last name, but they wanted me to say it quiet enough to where his father couldn't hear what I was saying. Cause he would have had oh, a fit. Funny. He would have had a fit if he had known that he was changing his, his son was changing his last name. And that's hilarious. Yeah. So I had to like, I'm doing this loud pronouncement thing, you know, I'm like saying it. And then when I get to the last name, it's like super quiet. <laughs> and, and everybody was like, what? What did you what? say, Sonny? Yeah. Like what, what did you say? Their name was? Yeah, exactly. I don't think I quite heard you right. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's, I don't know. It's, it's fun. I like, I like the tradition um, of, of everything. And I, you know, I'm okay with, I told her, it was like, look, if you honestly want me to change it, I don't care. I'll change your last name. Don't let my dad hear that. Um, he doesn't listen to these episodes <laughs> anyway. He's, he's got far too bigger things to do. It's kind of a fun thing. I like to joke about with her, especially since she waited around so long, but yes, congratulations are in order for you. Thank um, you. Yes. I wish you many, many, many great years of marriage. Yeah, he's stuck with me. So, Hey, there you go. There you go. That's, We're just going to have to do mud runs together. That's right. Just, Ex- exactly. Know? Exactly. Fortify that People bond. They get muddy together. Stay together. Exactly. Fortify the bond <laughs> with mud. <laughs> Who needs a ring when you have mud? <laughs> hey, you got to wear the ring that you can wear in mud. There you go. Just, yeah. Like, like one of those. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. You're about it. Yeah. Heck yeah. I'm about it. Um, awesome. Well, Victoria, thank you so much for being our guest tonight and for giving us motivation and the inspiration to be stronger, better versions of ourselves. It has been a pleasure and we look forward to hearing from you again. Thank you so much. Have a great day or thank night, you. I guess. Yeah. It's, it's starting to get dark here. Oh, it's still what? I said, it's starting to get dark here. Oh, okay. Well, have a good evening. Then. Yes. You as well. Thanks for listening to the BeastNet podcast. If you haven't done it yet, Find us on Facebook, like and share the podcast. Give us a review on iTunes or Spotify. All these things will help to expand the show in the future. Don't forget to subscribe and let us know what you think and what you'd like to hear.